You're listening to the Traffic and Conversion Show. I'm your host, Michelle Fernandez, and today we are diving deep into the topic of personalization in your business and how you can leverage your data analytics to understand your audience's preferences and deliver tailored content or product suggestions. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Traffic and Conversion Show, where it's all about helping online entrepreneurs amplify their content, build their influence, and convert their leads into sales to grow a profitable business and a life they absolutely love. Now, let's get this party started. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I just came off of a traveling streak and so happy to be home and enjoy the rest of the year in this holiday season. Now, I have been thinking a lot about the conversation of Thanksgiving and Christmas. So one of my brother-in-laws hosts Thanksgiving. And the reason I say one of my brother-in-laws, in case you didn't know this fun fact about me, My husband is the youngest of eight children. So there's seven boys, one girl. There are 19 nieces and nephews, and nine of them are now married. And I am so happy to say that I am a great aunt of seven. And my nephew, one of my other nephews, is pregnant. Well, his wife is. So the family just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So back to my story. So Alex, who hosts Thanksgiving over the years, has um, says that he really enjoys Thanksgiving more than Christmas because it's truly the time of the year to be grateful. Whereas Christmas, um, which is the day that we host at our house, is more about gift giving, right? Um, Where just in society and we have really lost sight of really about what the holiday means. And it's just turned into this whole gift giving fest, uh, fest, right? which I do tend to agree with him, only if you allow it to be, right? So when all the kids were younger, we would buy gifts for each of them, which as you can imagine, buying gifts and really good gifts, right? For 19 kids can be quite costly, right? So one year we gave like these $10 gift cards and I was like, this is no fun, right? There's like no thought put into it. There's no finding that perfect gift or oh my gosh, this is just what they were talking about. This is just what they wanted. Oh, I saw this and this would be perfect for so-and-so, right? Are you with me on this? Like, do you like the gift giving process? It can be kind of fun, right? Anyway, this is where I think when it comes to personalization, I really think of it as gift giving to your customers and making them feel special and create an experience that makes it feel like it's just for them, okay? So personalization has become this buzzword in recent years, and for good reason. Customers now expect personalized experiences across various touch points, from the content they consume to the products that they purchase. And in a world where we have so much data, like it's so abundant, businesses have this tremendous opportunity to meet these expectations, and in doing so, drive this customer satisfaction and drive customer loyalty, right? Because that's what we're all here for is to increase our customer lifetime value, increase that retention rate, right? So you might be asking yourself, like, how do I create these personalized experiences? And that's where the data comes in, right? This is where you're harnessing all the data analytics. So let's break this down step by step. Now, the first step is to collect relevant data, okay? Now, the foundation of any successful personalization strategy is data, okay? We need to collect it, gather it, and use it, right? 
So businesses need to collect that relevant data about their audience. Now, this data comes from various sources. It could be like your website, purchase history, social media behavior, like so much more, okay? The key is to gather as much data as possible while respecting the user privacy and complying with the data protection regulations. So I do want to put that out there, okay? Now, collecting relevant data is a crucial step in any data-driven endeavor, okay? So let me give you three tips to help you collect the most relevant data. And you notice how I keep repeating relevant because I want that to really sink in with you that it's not just like we're collecting any old data and then come back and say, oh my gosh, yeah, but I have all this. And right, we want to be very specific. And to do that, we need to define the clear objectives before you even start collecting it. Now, it's essential to define what these objectives are and be very specific onto the information that you need in order to achieve your goals. So knowing what you want to achieve will guide your data collection efforts. So ask yourself questions like, what problem am I trying to solve? And then what insights do I need to make informed decisions? This clarity will prevent you from collecting unnecessary data that just won't serve your purpose, right? So when we're talking about this, I want you to also be thinking about your time the efficiency, right, or the team that you're paying to collect this data, right? So that's why we want to keep it very um, relative. Now, let me give you an example. So let's say you're a relationship coach and you solve the problem of conflict resolution, right, communication skills, or maybe even building stronger connections with a couple, okay? So you can ask customers or potential customers, what is their love language, right? Is it acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, or receiving gifts? So then once they answer those questions, now you segment them and give them the value based on what they say is their love language. So what does that look like for you and your business? The second thing is to focus on quality over quantity. It's so tempting to gather as much data as possible, thinking that more data equals better insights. However, collecting more data or these vast amounts of irrelevant or low quality data can definitely lead to analysis paralysis, womp womp. And then what happens is it hinders your ability to extract meaningful insights. So instead, prioritize data quality over quantity. Ensure that the data that you collect is accurate, up-to-date, and directly related to your objectives. And notice how I say up-to-date, because you don't want something that is from last quarter, last year, a couple of years ago, right? We want to make sure it's what people want right now, okay? Cleaning and validating the data before your analysis is essential to maintaining its quality. And then the last tip is to use multiple data sources. So relying on single data sources will most likely limit your perspective, right? Or limit the information that you need because maybe you're thinking, okay, it's Facebook, but then maybe other people are on Instagram too and we want to get both of that information, right? So to gather a comprehensive view of your audience, consider using those multiple data sources, So again, this can include your website, your customer surveys, 
maybe social media data, your sales records, so many more places. Okay. So kind of open your mind and think, okay, where are my people and where can I get this data in order to combine these data from the various sources and have this more holistic understanding of your audience, your product, or the market, helping you make better informed decisions, right? Okay, so next, consider um, creating personalized content. Now, just like we talked about with the relationship coach, once you have segmented your audiences and those segments are in place, you can now tailor your content to these specific groups, Now, this could include personalized product recommendations, book recommendations, right? Email marketing campaigns, course content, like so many different things you can do. So for instance, if your data analysis reveals a group that the customers um, are interested, I don't know, in hiking gear, you can then send them recommendations for hiking boots or outdoor packs, right? Rather than just sending them generic product um, suggestions. If you have, I always like to use this one too. If you have, um, let's say a pet store, right? And you think about this because you can use it in anything where you, maybe you're asking them first, like what kind of pet you have, or if it's specific dogs and cats, right? So it's like, if you're a cat person, you do not want to have any, anything to do with dog stuff, right? And vice versa. So think about your marketing efforts. If you're like, constantly giving the cat people dog information, they're going to log off. They want more cute stuff about cats, right? So think about these things. Same thing if you, I don't know, let's go with dance studio. So if you have people that maybe are taking or students that are taking tap or music that are doing piano, they're not going to want to hear about, I don't know, playing the, the trumpet, right? So these are different kinds of things that think about what that looks like in your business. Now, creating personalized content is a powerful way to engage your audience and enhance their experience. So let me give you three tips to help you craft personalized content. Understand your audience. And I will say that you probably hear this not only from me like 101 times, but other people. And the reason being is because this is the the basics, the foundation. And a lot of times people think, I'm just going to, I've done this. I know what it is. However, your people are constantly changing, even your current buyers, right? Because as they grow and and they get that transformation, new problems come up, right? They now have new issues come up. They are now at their next level that you need to provide them with that next level information so they can continue on their journey with you as their guide. So never shut out anything whenever you hear somebody say, let's talk about your audience or understanding your audience. Listen in because there might just be one little thing in there that's going to make a huge difference when it comes to getting conversions, okay? So personalization begins with a deep understanding of your audience. So take some time to gather and analyze data about your customers, including demographics, preferences, behaviors, their purchase history, all these types of things, and use this information to create detailed customer personas or segments. So knowing knowing what their audience's pain points are, their needs are, right? The interests allows you to tailor your content to resonate with them. And you can get a little crazy on this, which I wouldn't suggest doing right away, but you could depending on how you're resonating with them, 
I don't know. I just, this thought came to my mind, which may not be a great example. However, it's kind of what I'm saying. So let's say you have somebody in one segment, right? Let's just go with this. So let's say you have, let's say I'm going to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach you how to do Facebook ads. And I'm saying my first top of the, like my first question to put the segment would be like, where are you struggling? Your audience, uh, you're struggling with messaging, um, maybe you're struggling doing your data, right? So then from each of those segments, maybe I can even do something else. So let's just take messaging. I can then go to the messaging group and I could say, hey, like where, like maybe what kind of products do you offer, right? So if, if somebody says, or what what is the vehicle that you're doing to launch? And maybe one person is doing a webinar and one person is doing a challenge, Right. Well, now I just resegmented my messaging into those smaller segments within the messaging. So now I can offer, okay, well, what kind of problems would they be having with some messaging to get them to show up, right, for their webinar live, right? So maybe that could be something. So you see how I can even go a little bit deeper by asking these questions and really honing in on um, what their wants are and how I can personalize that for them. Okay, so if your data shows, let's just say that a segment of your audience is interested in eco-friendly products, depending on what you sell, focus on creating content that highlights your company's sustainable practices and offerings, okay? Then you wanna leverage your automation and AI. Now, to scale your personalization efforts, consider using automation and artificial intelligence tools. Now, these technologies can help you deliver personalized content at scale and in real time. So marketing automation platforms can segment your audiences and trigger personalized email campaigns or website content based on their user behavior. There's all kinds of crazy cool stuff that you can do in there. One thing that I really like is um, sometimes you might have somebody like in a sales sequence And it's like, if they click on this link in the email, then you know that they're interested, right? So if the rest of your sequences is going out a day later, two days later, well, how might you deliver that next piece of content for them because they're hot and they're ready to take action, right? So those are kinds of automations that you can set up. And then the AI algorithms can analyze vast amounts of data to recommend products or content to these individual users, increasing the relevance of your messaging. However, it is essential to fine tune these algorithms regularly to ensure the accuracy and relevance. And then test and iterate, okay? So personalization is an ongoing process. And what works today just may not work tomorrow. So continuously test different personalization strategies in order to gauge their effectiveness. So that A-B or split testing can help you determine which personalized content performs better with specific segments of your audience. And then additionally, pay attention to the user feedback and engagement metrics to understand What resonates with your audience? Use these insights to refine your personalization efforts over time, keeping your content fresh and aligned with evolving customer preferences. Okay, now, continuous optimization is also a must when personalizing content to um, attain maximum impact, okay? 
So just in case this thought is coming up for you, like, I think I know what optimization is, but I'm really not sure you are not alone because there was a long time where I was like, I kind of know. Basically, what it means is that you're optimizing to make it work better. Okay. So it's like you're making some changes to make it work better and better. So when I say optimize for mobile, that means let's get it on mobile, on your phone, so I can see it, use it, and I can get better conversions, okay? So personalization is an ongoing process. Businesses must continually refine their strategies based on the performance of the personalized content and product recommendations. So regularly review your data and audience segments to ensure they remain relevant and effective. Now, continuous optimization is essential for maintaining and improving the effectiveness of your strategies over time. So whether you're optimizing your marketing campaign, maybe it's even optimizing your product, your course, right? Or any other aspect of your business. It could even be your processes and systems, right? Because optimization is just making it better, right? So let me give you three tips to help you achieve this continuous optimization. The first one is to set clear key performance indicators, KPIs, okay? So before you can optimize effectively, you need to know what does success look like? What is that going to look like for you? So establish clear and measurable KPIs that align with those goals. And these KPIs should be very specific, relevant, and time-bound. So for example, If you're optimizing an email marketing campaign, your KPIs should include your open rates, click-through rates, conversion rates, and revenue generated. Yes, a lot of times people stop at like the open and click-through rate, right? We want to know, hey, was this marketing campaign successful? Did we make any money off of it? Okay, that's so, so vital, okay? So by defining these metrics up front, Now you're going to have this benchmark against which you can measure to your optimization efforts. Make sense? Okay. So the second one is to regularly analyze your data and gather feedback. Now, what does regularly mean? Well, that all depends on what you are doing, what kind of strategies you are running. I would say at a minimum, it should be once a week, what is going on? The biggest thing is you don't want to let way too much time go by and being like, oh my gosh, I could have changed something. I could have optimized something and not lost money, right? Not lost the time, okay? So if you're doing something like a self-liquidating offer, meaning you're selling a low ticket offer or doing evergreen something where you're selling every day, I would be looking at those numbers daily. If you're doing something um, where you're doing a monthly challenge or a monthly event of some sort, then obviously you're going to be looking at that monthly. So what does that regularly look like for you? Okay. Data is our most valuable asset when it comes to optimization. So continuously collect and analyze this relevant data to gain insights into the performance of your strategies or your initiatives, right? Your campaigns. So this could be your customer behavior, your conversions on the page, your cost per leads, let's say if you're running ads, right? Your sales data. There's so many different things depending on what you are doing. And then additionally, actively seek feedback from your customers, from your team, right? Because remember, we want to hear what their experience was like coming in the customers. We want to hear from the team, maybe what recommendations they have, maybe things that they heard that the customers weren't willing to share on a survey or something like that. 
They can provide valuable insights and suggestions for improvement and implement a systematic process for this data collection and feedback analysis and use these insights to identify areas that require optimization. And then the third tip is implement changes and testing, right? So optimization is this ongoing process of refinement. So instead of making drastic changes all at once, implement small iterative changes. I don't think I said that word right, but you know what I mean? Um, to your strategies or processes. So think of back into your science class in high school. And I will just say, when I took biology, I thought, I do not want to dissect this frog. So I'm going to partner with a guy. <laughs> I'm not your guy that I know is not going to have a problem. Well, of course I did. I partnered with a guy who was more so afraid of dissecting that frog than I did. And I ended up having to, I'm like, how did this happen? I partnered with you because I wanted you to cut into this frog and not me, right? So let's think about to that science class. And whenever we tested anything, right? We had a control and we had a variable. So the control was, okay, this is what we're starting with. And then the variation was, okay, we're going to add this chemical. We're going to add this whatever into it to see what the difference was, okay? So we want to test different variations of your content design, maybe even tactics, depending on what you're actually doing to see which performs better, okay? So for instance, if you were going to test some emails, you might, or in an email campaign, you might be testing different subject lines, right? On a landing page or a website page, it could be the layout or the colors, right? It could be the headlines that you're testing and then the buttons, right? So you do all these different things to determine which resonates with the audience. And then you're keeping track of the results and then using them to figure out which is the winner and the new control, because now we're looking to further these optimizations, get more conversions, okay? With this approach, it allows you to continuously improve without taking these significant risks, meaning that it's like, okay, I know that this, I know that I did this webinar last time and I know this page converted and it converted at, I don't know, 25%, right? So now we want to try to go to a 30% conversion. So it's like, okay, I don't want to just scrap this one that I had already getting conversions on and start from scratch. I want to now split test something up against that page to see, okay, could I get more conversions? Can I go from 25 to 35, right? Or is it going from 25 to 20? Then we know, oops, that didn't work. So now let's change it back or try something else. Make sense? Okay, this is not a one-time task but an ongoing commitment to excellence, a commitment to yourself and putting in the time and putting in the energy and going through this, okay, in order for you to become excellent. Now, by setting these clear KPIs, regularly analyzing your data and feedback and implementing iterative changes and testing, you can ensure that your strategies and processes remain effective and adapt to changing circumstances and customer preferences. And just remember that in a world where content is, I feel like, I felt like that was a movie, in a world where content is abundant, personalization is the key to standing out and making this lasting impact. 
All right. I appreciate you so much for being here with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, I would very much appreciate it if you would head over to the Apple podcast and leave me an honest review. Until next time, let's grow your business together. Hey, wait, before you go, you know there has got to be a better way to get more sales and be more profitable, one that is predictable and scalable. But it's hard to know where to turn when you feel like you've tried it all and are not even sure you trust your own judgment anymore. Well, as always, I got you. I made 100% free video training that covers it all, including why rinse and repeating is causing you to go broke. More leads is not the only way to scale. And the one thing that's preventing your leads from converting into a sale. Let's get off the leads and roller coaster once and for all. Sign up and save your seat for my free live training and start taking control of your business growth today. Go to themichellefernandez.com forward slash training and save your seat now and I will see you live inside the training.